Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor and subscribe to the John Kahn Report wherever you get your podcast. And you can find us on YouTube at Empire Media, A-M-P-I-R-E. You get there, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and let's keep rolling. Well, today is August 4th. The commanders have an abbreviated practice. Really, it's more of a, a recovery day for guys. So we're not going to do a practice report. Instead, and I told you this yesterday, we're going to bring on a special guest, and that's former Washington defensive end, Ryan Kerrigan. And we go over a lot of things, just why he wants to coach, what he thinks of Montez Sweat, Chase Young, um, the wisdom that he can impart, what made him a really good pass rusher, his routines, how hard is it to give up, and much more in his playing career, and why it meant so much to him to play here, and what what having a career where he spent almost his entire time here, what it meant to him for that too. So we get into all that. So I'm not gonna waste any more time. Let's get to my conversation with former defensive end, Ryan Kerrigan. Well, I'm now joined by Coach Ryan Kerrigan, working to working with the D lineman in practice. First of all, congrats on the retirement. We'll get to that in a minute. But what's it been like to be working with the players this week in practice? It's been really fun. It's uh, you know pretty informal capacity. I'm just kind of here, you know, just chiming in when I'm when I'm asked at, at training camp and. Uh, I really appreciate Coach Vera for the opportunity just to be around the guys and impart what I can during uh, training camp. It's really good good time for for the guys guys to develop, and I hope I can assist in any way. What kind of things are you doing? Because are you pulling guys aside and talking? What are you doing to help? Um, just may basically be a sounding board. I mean, if if guys have questions, and you know, I can be here to you know offer any insight that I have, and um, also you know just to kind of be there for the coaches if they need anything and uh, need just need, again, want my insight on anything. How many guys like, are, are guys like, would Montez come up to you or do you go up to Montez? Uh, would, you know, have you talked to him much about anything? And Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been, you know, I had Mont- yeah, I've talked to Sweat a good amount, you know, a couple other guys too, Hill and, you know, James and really any, anybody who's had a, had a question, you know, I'm just trying to be there and, you know, just, just answer it, you know, to the best of, you know, of what I think is going to help them and, um, and add to their game. What have you thought? Like, you get a different. Do you do you feel like you're getting a different perspective on some of these guys? I know you played with some of them two years ago, but do you feel like you're getting a different perspective looking at it from where you're at now? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I I know like you're watching it from more of a okay. How can I? What can I? Can I see anything that that'll help these guys? Can I? You know, can I see anything that's gonna you know make a difference in their game? And so yeah, you, you do kind of see it through a different do it through a different lens. Uh, not too different, though. I mean, I, like when I, you know, for the past couple of years, really, I've, you know, I've kind of, you know, watched and tried to help, you know, help guys. I've kind of taken that role, you know, as a when I was even playing. So, um, you know, as I got older, so it's 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 definitely different than it was when I early in my career. I was more so just watching myself, trying to figure out how right. I could get better. Would do, would you would you go up to guys and, and like if Chase or Montez were struggling with something or had an issue with something, would you go up to them and say, Hey, this is how I did, or this is my suggestion. Would they come to you? How would things like that work? I'd may, I'd mainly let them come to me. I mean, I don't, you gotta, I feel like as a young player in the league, sometimes you, you have a lot of, you hearing a lot of different voices and I feel like, you know, 
if you you don't want to cloud, you don't want to make anything more more gray for somebody. You just want to if they if they approach you, then then you can offer your your insight. But uh, you know, I, I initially you know you just you just don't want to you know jumble their minds anymore. With a guy like Chase, you know, he had strong finish in that rookie year. You were there. You saw him. I remember talking to you after that year and your the high hopes you had for him. Last year, the numbers weren't there. And so there was, you know, I know they would like him to become, um, would have liked a different year as a pass rusher for getting the sack totals. But what do you think some of the challenges are for a guy like Chase as a pass rusher developing? Because you have to, you had to go through that as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, going rushing from the college game to rushing to the pros, it's, it's, it's you would think it would be a lot of the same, but it's, it's pretty different. I mean, you know, I remember in, in college, I basically just relied on my athleticism and, and strength. And you just, you could, we could win with those things because a lot of times you might have just been, you were able to do that, just run around a guy. But, you know, in the pros, you, you got to be more technically savvy, which fortunately for Chase, he is really technically sound. And, and, you know, I mean, you see a lot of the guys that come out of Ohio State, they have the, they have incredible hands and hips. And, uh, and, you know, it's a credit to their coaches that are able to teach them that. Um, so you just gotta, you gotta find what works for you in the pros. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what's exciting about a guy like Chase because he's still figuring it out and he's already, you know, proven to be an exciting player. Um, just so you know, I had good hands and hips coming out of Ohio State too. So, you know, just, just, uh, to, just, just to make sure we knew that. It's in the water there, right? <laughs> there you go. But, you know, so, but how long do you think it took you to go from being that college guy where you can win a certain way to being able to win a different way in the NFL? It took me until my, I would say my fourth year when I, really? when I really, cause I, and that was, I mean, I, I'd give a lot of that credit to Brian Baker when I, you know, he oh, yeah. came in, he found it was, it, for me, it was just taking an appropriate angle to the quarterback. I think because like, you know, when I had, what I had mentioned earlier in college, you got used to kind of just running around people. And I think you, you have bad habits with, you know, with doing, well, I had bad habits with doing that. And, um, so I thought I could do that in the pros and you couldn't do it. I couldn't do that. And so I really had to adjust my angle and, you know, work on taking a more efficient route for the quarterback. And that's when I really felt like my game changed and I, you know, was able to you know consistently put up, you know, good, good sack numbers and good pass rush uh, productivity. And that's when you started getting the 13 and a halfs and you yeah. made the four Pro Bowls was at around that point, right? Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it, it really, that's, like I said, that's when it took off and, and changed for me and, and I felt like I, you know, I'd made, I made the transition from a, a solid pass rusher to a, you know, a, a, a good one. And you said with Brian Baker, who was a pass rush specialist, he was only here one year too, if I remember right. Yeah, he was only here for 2014, but he he made a massive impression on my game, and you know, I, I credit him for you know everything that's transpired. How because he just he it was he was so demanding of me. He like he coached me so hard, and. I remember one time in a, a preseason game that year against Baltimore, I got a sack on uh, on Joe Flacco, and I got a minus on my play sheet after the game. And Brian Arakpo and I are looking at each other like, you know what? Like, what the hell? How do I? How the hell do I get a, a friggin' you know minus? I got a sack, and he's like, look how bad your your path to the quarterback is. And he's right. I you know had a pretty you know roundabout way of getting there, and. Now I did get there, so I got a sack. So I'm like, you know, still how how's it a minus, buddy? But I mean, I think that you know that kind of attention to detail is what really changed things for me. So can you bring that now, even if it's just in training camp? And I know, you know, you know, if you know it's only here, but can you bring some of that to these guys, or how can you impart some of that to 
these guys throughout this month. And it's, I mean, it's, it's all about, you know, if, if what, if whatever they want to know from me again, right. you know, but some guys, you know, when you're young, when you're a young guy, you're, you sometimes can be out there just, you know, focusing on making sure you're doing your job right from an assignment standpoint. And, you know, the, the uh, little intricacies of pass rushing and, and, and of, you know, and of operating as a edge rusher kind of come later. So I'm just going to be here for as, as I'm needed. I don't, I don't want to, you know, you know, put any more on, on guys than I have to, or, or than, than they want to. And I'm just going to be here as I'm needed. Um, what did, what have you thought about Montez sweat this, this camp? He looks awesome as always. I mean, he's, he's really taking a leadership role too, which is really cool to see. And also a little strange just because, you know, he, you know, he was such a young guy when I was here playing. So to see him in the kind of the elder statesman role is a little, is, is pretty cool, but he's uh He's just, he's, he's a dominant force and can be a dominant force in this league. And I, I, I want to see that from him because I love seeing talent, you know, manifested and realized. And he has, he certainly is, he has talent for days. He, he's also last summer, we really saw him maybe talking more trash during practice, chirping more during practice. Has he become more vocal from what you remember? Oh, definitely. Yeah, you definitely hear his his voice a, a lot more out there now, and and I love it. He's a he's he's a very charismatic dude. He's guys that he's a guy that people want to follow. That and so they're looking to him and for for leadership, and he's giving it to them. And so it's it's really cool to see. So whenever anybody asks me about, well, what, you know, um, would so and so want to coach? I'm like, most of these guys are too smart to go into coaching because they they've made a lot of money and like the lifestyle is this and that. You want you're crazy because you want to go into this. Why is it that you want to go in? And I just kid about that because I understand. But why do you right. want to? Why do you want to try and become a coach? Well, I, I just, I've, I've kind of I'd always I'd always had that mentality too, John. The same one, yeah. like you know, for my probably my first nine years in the league, I was like, no, hell no, never, hard <laughs> hard pass, um, and just you know, like you said, because of the hours and whatnot. But the past couple of years, you kind of realize that I've, I've kind of realized that I, how much I love just the overall camaraderie, the, you know, the, the togetherness of, of being in the building with guys. And, and, and it's, it, there's, there's much more to being in the NFL than just playing and whatnot. And so I think that's what I've found. I found that, you know, that I, that I, I do want to approach this path. And I mean, I don't know if that's going to be a forever thing. If I you know, if I truly, you know, want, you will end up going down this route, but I feel like I'd be foolish not to experiment and not, not to explore it, especially if, you know, coach Rivera has given me, you know, an opportunity to, to do it in, in an informal way like this. So. Yeah. And then, do you talk to your wife about that? Because like that puts a burden on the family too. Do you talk to her and say, Hey, are you okay with this? She's very encouraging about it. She, she wants me to do it. She, uh, cause she knows that, uh, she knows how much I love football. She loves, you know, when I come home after a day and I have, you know, stories of, you know, what, what happened and, oh, so-and-so said this and all oh, this, this funny thing happened. And, and my girls, they, they love football. Like they had so much fun at games last year and I'm bummed that, you know, they didn't get to go in 2020 because that would, that would have just been more games that they could have, could have gone to with me as a player, but they love football. They love going to games. So I would imagine be the same if I uh, am coaching, even if I'm not playing. I understand that they thought you were a different player in Philadelphia. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they'd see uh, Jalen Hurts running around last year and they'd be like, oh, daddy scored a touchdown. And I'd be <laughs> like, well, not really, but yay. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was, they had, they have a hell of a, hell of a time at the games.
What's been the hardest habit for you to give up that you used to adhere to or have you? Sorry, the hardest habit. Habit, like, cause you were such a, a you know, every day, this is how it is. And, and you, you talked about getting some freedom from that. First of all, have you given up anything of, of that, of your daily routine? And if so, what was the hardest to give up? I'd say, I'd say just the, how rigid my schedule was. That's, that's really lessened. And that's, what's been really nice. Like if I don't eat by a certain time, I'm not stressed out. Like if I don't, you know, if I didn't, you know, if I, if I didn't, you know, maybe hydrate as, you know, as much as I did before, you know, 300 ounces. ounces of water I drink, like I, you know, that's, I'm just not as stressed out about that anymore. And it's really nice. So yeah, just little things like that. I'm sure it'll, you know, over time will kind of, will, will continue to happen. And yeah. Would, would, were your parents like that? Did they have habits like that, that you got that from? Where did you get that ability to be that regimented with it? Um, my parents, but also my brother, my brother, my older brother, Kyle, I really learned a lot from him in terms of discipline, in terms of like, you gotta, you might have to give some things up if you want something greater. Like I remember, you know, he, uh, he was the first person who I really saw nutrition and, and diet, you know, take a, you know, have a positive impact on, on his, you know, his life and his performance. And I, and so I really took a lot of that discipline from him and he's, he's, he's definitely someone that you know, I, I learned a lot from. So you had talked in your press conference about like, you know, if you're on the road, they don't have chicken and rice. Oh no. Was there a time where they didn't have something you wanted and what did you do? Yeah, there would be times like if I had like a, if it was like a, like a Monday or Tuesday in the off season, uh, in the season. And we, uh, you know, I had like a charity event or something to go to and like, you know, the food might not have been as, you know, as healthy as, you know, I, I, and I deal as I would like, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I think, like I would want to just, you know, postpone eating as long as I could until I could get something nutritious. But I guess, you know, from an athlete standpoint, it's almost better to eat something that's maybe not, you know, ideal than to not eat at all. So that's, you know, I, that's how I had to, you know, had to approach it in some instances like that. But I usually was pretty good about, you know, making sure that, you know, kind of preparing that if I, if I knew, you know, there wasn't going to be what I needed available, that I would kind of pivot and have a plan. So when you were on the road for games, you never had an issue. Oh, uh, for games now, I and mean, usually, for, I mean, for game day, game day is such a well-oiled machine with you know how they, the food that they have available and you know the you know the resources to get warmed up. You know, it was you know game day was never an issue. How weird was it for you last year to be somewhere else? It was very weird. Um, yeah, going you, you're here for a whole decade, and you got your you got your routine, you got your massage therapist, you got your you know, you're the people, the doctors that you see throughout the week, you know, to help you get ready for the game and, you know, to go somewhere else and have to find all those new things and also still have to deal with some, a level of like COVID restrictions, you know, that made it, made it tough. Um, so, uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, I, I respect, you know, guys that have bounced around the league and have to, you know, go city to city. Cause it, it kind of last year kind of put things into perspective for me. When they, cause that spring you, you know, you wanted to come back and they wanted to go another direction that happens in the NFL. But just, you know, from a personal standpoint for you, and I know you're dealing with the knee stuff now too, which I don't think anybody knew about at the time. How hard was that to go through? Even if their reasons are right, sound, whatever, how hard personally is it to hear that and to go through? Yeah, it was difficult. I mean, you know, you know, you understand that it's a business and, um, and you understand that they're all, you know, they're ultimately going to do what they think is best for the team. But, 
you know, I think one of the things that made my career here special to me is that it always meant a little more to be here than, and, you know, and that's why, um, even though it is a business, it was always hard for me to, you know, think like, think of it as a business. Cause it, it, it meant more to me emotionally and whatnot. So yeah, that was difficult, but again, it is a business, whether, yeah. whether, whether I, you know, whether I have the ability to look at it that way or not. So. Why, why was football so important to you to take the approach you did? I mean, you really seemed to, you know, as you said, your life was football. Why was it so important to you? I, I had a really good grasp of the fact that like how cool my job was mm -hmm. that like, you know, being an NFL player, you get to play on TV, you get to play in front of, you know, everybody watching and, you know, and I, and I know, I had a you know strong contingency of people throughout you know my time in college and my time home in Muncie that they were watching and so like I knew like I had to I wanted to you know make them proud watching and so I always tried to work you know do everything I could to be the best I could be and I also knew that you know how how blessed I was to and am to have the abilities to to that I had and so I wanted to maximize those those talents and I knew that I had to put in the extra work to maximize those talents and so it was a uh, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't an easy thing to do to execute, but like to make that decision to do everything I needed to do was an easy decision. So when you come to the decision to retire and you said, it sounds like it was a fairly, I want to say easy because I know how hard it, it still probably is, but you knew it was the right decision. When, like, when you know, when it, when it hits in your head, like, Hey, I'm done. What is the what is emotion like? Are you relieved? Are you sad? What is it like? Right now, I'm relieved because I knew where the road was going. I knew I was gonna be not be playing football this year, and I and because you know just actually you know execute it and to you know make it a known thing. I think I feel a lot of relief right now, and uh, and I'm happy about that. I'm sure when. When games start in December, I mean, in September that, you know, I'm going to miss it a little bit, you know, especially seeing some guys from my class, you know, still, still playing. That'll be, that'll be tough. But um, at the same time, you know, when you, you, you have a, you have a couple jarring doctor's reports, it's kind of like, you kind of don't really, you kind of have to check the, you know, oh, I want to play football right. side of you, side of you out of it and be like, you know, you know, you got, you got three young kids, man, you know, let's, 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 uh, let's think about this one. And, and so it was, yeah. And, and like I had mentioned in my press conference, I had, I had time to kind of wrap my mind around it. I knew going into last season that it was going to be my last. And so I was able to, you know, no, no, no playing Tampa Bay in that playoff game that it was my last game. And a lot of guys don't get that. They just kind of, you know, they don't get to know when they're playing their last game. So I'm fortunate that I got to know that in the moment. And, you know, and so you, but you, when we had talked in the spring briefly or communicated and at that point, you were still working to come back. And right. you said that something, was it something that your knee was still bothering you or did something happen that caused it to bother you again? So I took, so I'll give you a little brief recap. So I, I knew going into the season, last season was going to be my last one, knew going into the Tampa playoff game. Then I play really well in the Tampa playoff game. I take two months off. I take, you know, take, you know, take a couple months off after the season to, uh, you know, just kind of let my body and, and mind just, you know, kind of take a break. Uh, Cause it had been a really emotionally trying, you know, however many months. And, um, and after I, you know, take some time off, I have a good playoff game. I start to think, you know, like 
I was, cause I was still riding me off the high from that playoff game. I, uh, I'm thinking like, oh, you know what, maybe I'll give this another shot. And so I started training again. I uh, was good through March, uh, April, you know, cause I wasn't really doing a lot of running at that point. Then, you know, I started, you know, running and doing a lot of change of direction again, come May and June. And I'm just like, man, like, you know, I gotta, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta just not, I gotta stop. I gotta listen to my body. I gotta listen to, you know, common sense and, and just, and just not do it. And so I really, I, you know, ultimately made the ultimate, the, the final, final decision, like late, late June this year. And, you know, cause I stopped, you know, training and working out after that. And this was right waiting for the right time to announce. So just a couple, couple more things and I appreciate your time. So when you, when you get to that point, um, is, is, you know, what is, do you, again, do you take a moment to reflect, like it really is over and, you know, or do you, or you just say, Hey, it's over. It's okay. Uh, it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's been mostly, it's most, mostly has been, Hey, it's over, you know, cause, cause again, I, I knew that it would be over, you know, go even going into last, last, uh, last season. So I've had a lot of time, had a lot of time to, you know, realize, you know, have the, have the finality of everything to have the, Oh, here, you know, this will be my last, you know, in season lift. This will be my last, you know, this will be my last football practice. This will be my last football flight, you know, with a team. This will be my last game. Like I so I've had, I've had all those, I've got, I've, I knew all those things. And I got to experience all those things. And I, so I really think that, you know, lifted any emotional burden that would otherwise would have come up um, in, you know, in June when I ultimately, you know, finally, you know, when I stopped training, you know, and, and knew I wasn't, you know, it was going to be done. What does that streak mean to you? And we know the concussion ended it, but was there, what, how many times was it close? To, I think the one time was risk, but how many times was it really close to where you're saying, I don't know if I can go this week. Let's start with how, what, what did the streak mean to you? It meant a lot. I mean, I, you know, I, cause I, I always, like I said, I knew a lot of people, you know, watched the games even from back home, but I also, you know, knew a lot of Washington fans really enjoyed watching me play each week. So, you know, if I could, so if I could be out there, I was going to be out there and, and not just be out there, but I was going to play my ass off. And, um, and so that, that definitely meant a lot to me to be out there on the field so much. I'd say the only time I was ever really concerned was um, 2016. We had played a Monday night football game against Carolina and we had a Saturday game at Chicago the following. And I, and I had, uh, I had hyperextended my elbow early in that season. And then, um, you know, I, and, I re-aggravated it that Carolina game and I, you know, my arm was like really jacked up, like going into the Chicago game. And I'm, I was, I remember sitting there with my wife on the couch. I'm like thinking like, man, I really don't know if I'm, you know, it's, it's kind of a toss up. I don't know if I'll be able to play this week. And, and like, and I just, you know, you know, been selected to the pro bowl that week too. And so I'm like, man, like I can't miss, I can't, you know, not play a game right after my, you know, you know, I get selected to the pro bowl. So fortunately, toward the end of the week, you know, my arm started, you know, feeling better. Tricep was firing a little better and I was able to play. But that was really the, the moment where I was like, you know, holy shit, like I might not be able to play this week. Do you need surgery on your knee? Yeah, I will. I mean, it's it's pretty banged up. I, uh, you know, you've you kind of when you're young, you don't really under you sometimes don't understand the implications of, you know, of some of the injuries you have. And that's cert was certainly the case with me with my knee injury. Um, I think, you know, for. For players, I think it's really important to understand this. If you have an injury, to understand the structure of your injured part, you know, like know, 
whatever got hurt for me, it was a torn meniscus, you know, I, and I didn't really understand the function of the meniscus at the time. Um, I was just kind of of the mindset, like, you know, it's, you know, oh, it's not, you know, it's not the big one or anything. Yeah. So it's like, you know, just, you know, if it, if it doesn't hurt so bad, keep playing. And that was, uh, you know, not a good, prove it not to, not a good mindset to have. And yeah, I was able to have a long playing streak and, and whatnot, but, um, you kind of wonder like, you know, was that the right decision? And, you know, you, you make, you, you make the decisions you make at the time and you, you figure it out from there. I shredded my meniscus two years ago and had surgery and it was, it feels fantastic now. So, but of course, I think we shredded it doing different things. So I was not chasing the quarterback. Last thing, how would you, first of all, I want to, as, as someone who covered you the whole time, I want to thank you for your professionalism the whole time. Always a treat to deal with, always a pleasure, very respectful. So I thank you for that. But how would you sum up your career? I mean, it was, it was all kind of a dream, really. I mean, like, I, I mean, you sit there, you, you can envision, you know, as a kid playing pro football and, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But then, like, to actually get to live it, it's almost like it doesn't seem real in some aspects. Like, I, I kind of had said it in my, you know, my statement I put out that, like, I can't, like, sometimes I think about my football life and the life I've been able to live because of football, and I can't believe it's me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and I still kind of have that. It's, it's just, it's crazy to think, like, you know, I'm, played for one of the oldest franchises in the league and I'm, you know, the franchise sack leader for that team. It's just, it, it, it all still is like, it's like, wow, like this is, it, this is freaking crazy. And so I'm just, but man, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. I've been, I've been incredibly fortunate and, you know, great people along the way, you know, unbelievable teammates and everything. And it's just, it's cool that I got to be you know, the more in here, you know, in Washington for my whole great, basically my whole career. And, you know, not many guys get to play there, you know, play with one team for a decade. So I'm, I'm really, uh, really thankful for that. Ryan, thank you very much. And I'm glad you're still around helping out. It's good to see you out there. And it's nice to see you smile and being relaxed with this decision because it always lets someone know that you're at peace with it. And it makes, you know, it makes others, I think, feel good about where you're at because you like to see when people go out on their own terms. So, but anyways, thank you very much for coming on. Hey, thanks, John. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Ryan for joining me and thank you as always for listening. I'll be back with another practice report on Friday. Talk to you next time.